Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. show about science. This is your host, Nate, and this is the 13th episode. Today, I am interviewing Stuart. He is an expert on phobias and superstitions. And for you guys that are afraid of the number 13, it's okay to watch this episode. It's not too 13-y. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. Dresscodectophobia is what my baby's got. Dresscodectophobia is what my baby's Hello. Hello. Is this Nate? Yes. This is Stuart Vice. How are you? I am good. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a psychologist, but... Uh, what I really am is a behavioral scientist. I'm someone who studies why people do the things they do. And I'm particularly interested in things that people do that don't make a lot of sense, which unfortunately lots of us do. So why are people afraid of the number 13? I mean, it's just 13, right? That's right. It's just 13. It's a funny thing. I think people are afraid of it because they've heard that it's a bad number. Uh, Someone told them that it was a bad number and keeps that story going. Originally, a long time ago, people got the idea that having 13 people sit at the same table to eat was unlucky. It's a story that comes from the Bible, and people started to believe that that was true, that it was unlucky. And, of course, it's not unlucky. It's, you know, 12 or 14 or 13 people is fine. But the story got going, and eventually people just thought 13 in general was an unlucky number. Does Luki have anything to do with it? Does what have anything to do with it? The guy Luki... Does he have anything to do with it? Oh, yes. So the god Loki is a legend from Norse mythology. And so it's an old, old story. And there were 12 gods having a nice dinner or a party and having fun. And one more came so that there were now 13. And then one that came to make it 13 was the evil god Loki and Loki started a fight 
and as a result, one of the other gods died. And so that's where the idea of 13 people together in one place uh, was considered to be a superstition, or at least that's one of the stories about why 13 people in one place would be unlucky. Is rabbit's foot lucky? Some people think a rabbit's foot is lucky, and people have other kinds of good luck superstitions, like sometimes people, when they want something really good to happen, they'll knock on wood. They'll go, and they'll knock on wood, and it's sort of saying, I hope that happens, right? And it's supposed to make your chances of getting that good thing more likely. Um, I don't think there's any evidence that I've come across that those superstitions like a rabbit's foot or knocking on wood or, for example, keeping your fingers crossed when you hope for something to happen. There's no science that says that those things actually work. But what is probably true is that, let's say you, you have a test at school. Do you have tests at school yet, Nate? Uh, yes. Yeah, let's say you have a big test and you want to do really well on that test. If you carried a rabbit's foot or if you kept your fingers crossed or used some lucky superstition, it might not actually help you get a better grade on the test, but it might make you feel better about it. You might feel more confident or feel like you might do better. And that's probably not a bad thing completely. But there's no magic that will help you do well on a test. You just have to study for it, and that's the best way to do it. In my tests, I've done perfect, and I had no luck. Yeah, you did it all yourself. That's great. Say it was a four-leaf clover, for example. Four-leaf clovers are thought to be lucky, too. That's a good example. Part of the reason for that is they're not very common. And the fact that it's hard to find them and there's so few of them, it's almost lucky when you find one. So I think that people think that that luckiness, you can carry it around with you. But again, there's no science that says that it really changes things. I think people mostly do it because they're hoping it will help and they don't know what else to do to make it better. I once had a lucky experience with a four-leaf clover. You did? What happened? Yeah, everybody else was out in soccer because they had gotten tagged. Uh So I had a four-leaf clover, and I had to go over and over and over and over, and I won because I had that four-leaf clover, and I got to choose the next game. I see. And you think you won because you had the four-leaf clover? Yep. Well, you know, that's how it happens, right? Is that you have the little lucky thing, the four-leaf clover, and then something good happens. And so you say it's because of the clover. But you have to do an experiment and see whether it's possible that you could have won the game even if you hadn't had the clover. You don't know that, whether it did or not. I also had a couple gems along with me. And were they lucky? Could be. (laughs) I lost one, though I kept the other in my pocket. 
people have all sorts of things that they end up believing are lucky. There was once a baseball player named Wade Boggs that I wrote about in my book on superstition. And he believed that if he ate chicken for dinner or for lunch, that he got more hits when he played baseball. So before every single game, he ate chicken. And he was a very good hitter, too. So, you know, I can understand why he would say that. But that was a pretty unusual one. I haven't heard of too many people besides him who thought that eating chicken was lucky. Thank you for coming on my show. Nate, it was so much fun. Thank you for inviting me on your show. You're welcome, Stuart. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Mom, you can shut the recording off. That was Jimmy Sun's Four Charms. And you can find him at HighStyleWeckers.com. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.